Salam, everyone. Welcome. You're watching the You Mentor Teenage Talk Show, and I'm your host, Imran Daramsi. Before we start, we have a few messages from Umoja that we wanted to share. First, we just wanted to highlight a new initiative by Umoja Outreach called Charity at Home. It's a way that you can support local families affected by COVID-19 just by buying gift cards to your favorite stores. And some proceeds from each gift card purchase will be donated to this financial aid program. To participate, visit flipgive.com or download the Flipgive app on your phone. Um, join the Omoja team, start shopping for gift cards at your favorite stores, and help someone in need during this difficult time. Um, just wanted to thank everyone for joining us today. Um, and most importantly, we hope that in this tumultuous time, our entire Omoja family is doing well. We pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his blessings and guidance to enable us to recover during this time and become stronger after it. On today's show, we'll be talking with teenager Riza Aziz to learn more about him and how he's helped underprivileged communities abroad during the pandemic. If you have any questions for our panelists, please use the live chat feature in YouTube Live and we'll pause at the end to answer any questions. And just a reminder that for all future shows, professional and teenage shows, we'll be switching to YouTube Live. If you already, make sure you subscribe to us. Our channel name is Omoja Outreach Foundation and you'll get notified every week when we go live. So um, we're going to bring in Riza now. Assalamualaikum Riza, how are you? Good, alhamdulillah, how's everything? I'm really excited to be a part of today's show. Good, yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, yep. So the first thing, um, I'm sure a lot of people are wondering, how did you help underprivileged communities abroad from your home during the pandemic? Yes, so um, during lockdown, I obviously saw COVID-19 hit the world by storm. And uh, we first started looking at Wuhan in December. And we saw how they were already locking down and quarantining their, uh, themselves. And as a family, we were affected by it as well because my cousin uh, currently studies there in Wuhan. Oh, wow. um, and still is, and she's still uh, being quarantined as well. And, you know, we were all very distressed, but we didn't think it would ever happen to us. And then we saw the virus go into major cities in Europe, like in uh, Italy and England with London. And we still, we received the warnings from them. And as the U.S., we never really reacted. And then we never thought that it would ever happen to us. And lo and behold, it happened to us. And we had to lock down and quarantine ourselves uh, in mid-March. And so while we were quarantining ourselves initially, I was thinking about our family members back home in Tanzania. And I was thinking about how, yes, their numbers may not be as high, but they have a huge, huge, huge potential for disaster in their congested city. And so when they received their first case in, I think it was around April, in, in the beginning of April, the government locked down and quarantined them uh, and required quarantining measures um, with the people. And immediately I was like, you know what? The government is reacting this way because they cannot handle a massive outbreak if it were ever to happen. And you know, I looked at that, at the, at the potentials, and I reached out to family members, and the potentials were extremely, extremely high. And of course, our ancestors came from India, but Africa is our home. Their forefathers today are the ones that raised our ancestors. So mm -hmm. it is our duty to make sure that we take care of them when they need our support. And I knew that we had a very generous community who was ready to donate. And the only thing that was necessary was awareness for this issue. And so with the help of my uncles uh, who play a large role in Help Aid Africa and Carried Africa, 
I created this project, Project PPE for TZ, to raise money for masks and hand sanitizers for the locals of Dar es Salaam. And mm -hmm. with their help, I was able to create a presentation and I reached out to Brother Ali Hassanali, who is the president of the Sijni, who is the current president of the Sijni Jamaat. And they welcomed me with open arms and they were able to play my presentation uh, during the 23rd night of Ramadan. And mm -hmm. I was super excited and I really appreciated their support. And mm -hmm. because of their support, I was able to raise $1,000 in that night alone. Wow. And then I also reached out to the Masjid al-Hay committee in Orlando. And they also showed me a lot of support by including a YouTube link to my presentation in their circular email. And because of that, I received a couple of donations from there as well. And it was amazing to see that by the end of it all, so my deadline was June 1st. And from there, we raised $5,000, even though, you know, it was, yeah, I mean, during these times, it's very difficult to donate, but I truly appreciate all the support of all the donors. Right. And we all know that the difficult struggles that are going on right now. So it is amazing to see the large amount of support from our community members. And mm -hmm. throughout the whole process, I'll be um, notifying the donors how the project is moving along as I... Uh, as I'm very close to placing the PPE order very soon from the right. company and the locals in Dar es Salaam will be receiving the masks and hand sanitizers very soon. So I'm really looking forward to it mm -hmm. uh, when they receive their uh, goods and are able to resume their normal lives. So um, I'm sure if you are looking at the live chat, everyone's saying that was very courageous. And of course, oh, um, no, of course I, I agree. That was amazing. Um, I can't see the chat for some reason. Oh, you can't see the chat. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, it's as good work, mashallah. That was very courageous and we are very proud of you. So obviously we all agree that is like such an amazing initiative um, to do that all on your own instead of just, you know, sitting at home and doing nothing uh, during yeah. quarantine. Yes. But I just wanted to ask you, yeah. <laughs> so um, could you explain to us why donating a dollar to PPE for TZ can go, you know, a lot further than just, um, $1? Like, what's the importance of PPE um, to that community? The importance of PPE for the, for the locals in Dar es Salaam is that their city is very, very congested. And we know that, I'm not sure if you've ever been to Dar es Salaam, and I'm sure a lot of our viewers have been to Dar es Salaam. Um, those people live in such a way that every single day, they need to sell their merchandise or go to work immediately. So that way they can bring money back home to the family so that way they can make dinner for the night. They live on a day-to-day -day basis just to survive. And so mm -hmm. right now, since they don't have the masks and hand sanitizers and it's not readily available for, their, for them over there, and not only that, it's a huge expense that they need to do if they can't, well, yeah, it's a huge expense that they need to, uh, to make if you know, they don't receive any support. So they struggle to go to work every day and sell their merchandise and people and the locals are not able to go to their um, stand and they're not as comfortable to go to their stand. So that way they can, um, you know, purchase their goods and that way everyone right. can prosper at least for the time being. So it's um, restoring normal life, basically. Exactly. Restoring normal life. It is crucial, crucial, crucial that they resume their normal lives. So that way they can live at least for the time being a normal life. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm sure um, a lot of people are wondering what motivated you to do that sort of charity work? Um, what's at the root of it for you? So at the root of it for me is, um, so my dad comes from Dar es Salaam mm -hmm. and a lot of our family members live in Dar es Salaam. And our ancestors, at least in my family, their forefathers in Dar es Salaam raised our ancestors. So it is crucial and it is our duty to help them and give back to the community. Um, you know, it is extremely important for us to remember what they did for our ancestors. At the end of the day, they are the ones who facilitated me come <laughs> be able to, you know, stay in the U.S. Right. Yeah. To migrate here to the U.S. It is because of their work that they raised my father, for example, and was were and allowed him to come to the U.S. and study, and then you know able to you know achieve the American dream, rising from nothing. Mm -hmm and becoming what he is today, which is amazing. And I really, really appreciate all the work that they did. So that way I can live a nice life here in the U.S. while they continue to struggle in Tanzania. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting that you see that wealth gap and that you're working to close it. Um, mm -hmm. And what struck me, and I'm sure what struck a lot of our viewers, is that you did all this from here, you know, like from, from I guess, your home while in quarantine. Yeah. Um, right. So just um, great job to you and, and hats off. Um, and how can people help and uh, donate if they want to help your cause? Right. So um, my YouTube link is already on online. Uh, mm -hmm. Just search up Project PPE for TZ on YouTube and I'm sure it'll come up. Um, or you can donate directly at uh, helpaidafrica.org. You can go um, on the website. It says donate through PayPal. And uh, you can donate right there, uh, except in the note just include project PPE for TZ mm -hmm. because there's a lot of projects going on. So if you just include that, then they'll make note of it and make sure it goes towards the right cause. Or you can Venmo myself uh, at Riza-Aziz. Um, that's also fine as well. Uh, and yeah, uh, or you can just give me cash directly. Any method that right. you, know, you prefer to use is mm -hmm. perfect. Okay, cool. Um, someone is asking a question. Are you looking sure. to expand to any other causes affecting Africa? So besides PPE? Um, in, well, right now I'm focused on PPE for TZ, um, but any other project, I think there's a couple projects going on right now with Help Aid Africa and Carried Africa. Um, well, at least before I was working more with Carried Africa to, um, uh, deliver any sort of need, uh, before quarantine. Um, so for an example, I did a project, uh, and I presented it to my school about, uh, raising money for food baskets for families in Kibaha, Tanzania. Uh, although I didn't receive the uh, money and I wasn't able to be the presentation chosen for their uh, fundraising night, um, mm -hmm. it was amazing to still uh, bring the awareness to the community. Um, and I was looking towards bringing that project towards the community, uh, towards, you know, Sydney, um, but since lockdown happened, I knew that there was an even greater need um, to raise money for masks and hand sanitizers to impact so many families who are struggling right now in Dar es Salaam. Um, so yeah, I think in the future, after this project is completed, of course, I'll still be looking for donations mm -hmm. to bring even more masks and hand sanitizers for those families. Um, but if I develop a new project or if there's a new project that uh, my uncles want me to promote and to endorse in, here in the U.S. Uh, to bring donations, then I'm sure I wouldn't mind bringing it to the community 
Um, so that way our brothers and sisters can find a way to donate towards a relief. Right. relief. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, I guess going off of that, you do a lot of uh, service work, not only with communities abroad, but in your own community. Um, mm-hmm. And in your bio, one example was that you volunteer at the hospital. So how did you do that before uh, the pandemic and how has it changed and how are you still involved with that right now during the pandemic? Yes. Um, so from a young age, I was always passionate about the sciences. Um, when I was in elementary school, I remember doing, you know, simple science projects like connecting a light bulb to a battery. Um, and I remember I loved every single minute of it. And then in middle school, I wanted to narrow down my focus in the sciences. And I began to be very passionate in biology, specifically learning about the different body systems and the parts of the body. Um, so I knew that I wanted to do something biologically related. Um, and then in high school, after encouragement of my family, um, I decided that I really wanted to pursue medical studies. Uh, and so immediately I began to do programs, uh, starting from freshman year, uh, research programs. Um, and I loved every single minute of it. And I think those programs really solidified my decision to pursue the medical field um and so then i looked uh, i followed my brother's footsteps by looking at the local hospital near us um and i began to volunteer there uh, as a volunteer before quarantine i well before the pandemic i assisted in wheelchair transport of patients and visitors i helped with the distribution of different medical supplies um throughout the patient floors Um, And then I also help with the restocking of different PPE on the floor. So like the gloves and the isolation Mm -hmm. gowns on the floors. Uh, So that way the nurses and the physicians were able to uh, go into patient rooms if needed. Um, And then I also work towards making sure that the patient had a better experience in the hospital. After all, the patients are already going through a very difficult time in the hospital with their Mm -hmm. medical issues. So anything that the volunteers and I could do to help their patient experience, whether it be giving them water or um, delivering magazines to them or newspapers, anything would be great just to improve their patient experience. Uh, And then maybe we could decrease their stress. uh, So that way their healing could go much quicker. Um, And so with lockdown and after, well, during the pandemic, we're not allowed to go to the hospital anymore. Um, So, through the hospital and through you know the volunteer program, they have this uh, committee called the Junior Advisory Committee or the JAC. Mm-hmm. And it's a very select group of volunteers that before the pandemic, we would raise uh, money through various fundraisers throughout the year. So like the Valentine's Day uh, fundraiser or the winter holiday fundraiser. And with all of the money that we collect throughout the year, we would give it to a patient floor uh, which advertises or presents a project to us as the committee um, about why their floor needs the money that we raise throughout the year. And we would choose a floor that would receive the money and receive the equipment that they would need to improve the patient experience of the hospital. Um, and so since, you know, right now we cannot have a formal dinner to recognize the floor that will receive the money, we've been holding fundraisers throughout quarantine um, to uh, raise money for those floors, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic. Of course, every hospital needs supplies. So right, yeah. the that we raise um, would go towards COVID-19 related uh, care in the hospital. Um, so in, I think in the next couple of weeks, we'll be de- we will be deciding which floor receives the money to improve the patient experience. So I'm really looking 
forward to that. And I'm looking forward to uh, helping those patients who really need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's tough, you know, deciding which floor had the best like uh, presentation to attract the money to them. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always thought that was kind of weird. Because yeah. Cause you want to like just give it to everyone, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is kind of difficult at the end of the time, at the end of the day to decide what uh, floor deserves the money. But uh-huh. um, I mean, you know, any way to improve the hospital experience and the patient experience is great. So whatever floor is chosen at the end of the day to um, receive the funds, um, it's great. It's amazing. Whatever right. mm-hmm. you can go to help the hospital um, through the various fundraisers is great. And so I'm really happy to be a part of the committee and to play such a huge role in um, improving patient experience at the hospital. So as you said, um, your uh, career goal is in the medical field. Um, Do you think it's important to continue connecting volunteering to your future career? And how do you plan to do that? Like maybe um, from the program that you're aiming for, how is that going to help you get there to connect volunteering and medicine? Right. So I think it is extremely important to combine humanitarian work with medical studies. I was taught from a young age from my mother that charity starts at home. Over here in the U.S., we see communities not able to receive the medical care that we take for granted every day on a daily basis, such as uh, underprivileged communities in the city like Harlem and the Bronx. And for example, Johns Hopkins released a study recently where with COVID-19, those communities who are underserved, well, who have a low Mm -hmm. socioeconomic status, are the ones that are most affected by COVID-19 and have the greatest number of cases. And this is really disappointing considering that we live in a first world country. And so hopefully in the future with my medical degree, I hope to give back to those communities right here in in New York. And, you know, we see Oprah Winfrey when she says that everyone on this earth has a passion and a talent. Use it and give back to others. And so for an example, my dad formed Joffrey Juniors um, in 2003, and he has a passion for soccer. And so he chooses to give back to the community by coaching these kids on the weekend. And my dad has mm-hmm. a talent for coaching. You can see these kids really grasp onto what he's saying. And it's beautiful to see what an impact that he has on, this, on the community and on those children, just like Omoja has an impact on our community. And I know for myself that I love coming back every single year to the Emoja games and, you know, having so much fun, um, you know, like for example, we won the tournament last year, which was really, really great. <laughs> Congratulations again. Of, <laughs> after so many years of failing. Um, I mean, no, although we did win, we did win in Chicago, I think in 2017. So 17. yeah, but um, 2021, 2021, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Looking to still win it. Um, although this year is canceled though. Um, I'm still looking forward to coming back next year. Um, But anyways, now imagine if everyone in this world found their passion and chose to give back to the community. How much better would the world be if we just did that? And we noticed Mm -hmm. that during lockdown, people have found a way to share their passion and talent through Zoom conference calls. Like for example, um, I think um, Mahmoud Mauji does a YouTube live of uh, free workout sessions, which I know I did a couple with my mom and it was pretty fun. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it is tiring. I, like for those people who are like, oh, 
you know, like let's say if they're if someone suggests like, oh, let's do this, you know, workout together, it does get pretty intense. I'm not gonna lie, because I was making fun mm-hmm. of my mom. I was like, um, uh, I was like, oh, mom, this is like some free workout nonsense, you know? It's gonna, you know, and I'm I'm so big and strong, you know. But then you tried and, it, <laughs> and then I tried it. I got so tired. I'm not even like it's very very intense. Like it's it's misleading. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but anyways, and then we also see like. Um, meditation videos. I know here in um, in in the Sydney community, um, Sister Asia Kaki has been doing uh, meditation videos, and I did one, and it was really really good. It was like half an hour. Um, it, it was really it was really nice. It was under a YouTube live thing on the weekend, and so yeah, that's another example of mm-hmm. someone who's found their passion and talent in meditation and chooses to give back to the community to, um, you know, improve their experience during the lockdown and so that's so, your goal i guess to like continue using your passion and talent to give back to the community even as you go on to like the next chapter in your life right so i hope to use my medical degree in the future um to help the communities right here in the u.s in new york um you know finding some way to give back to that community mm-hmm. um and maybe you know somewhere down the line i find an opportunity to go to um you know dar es salaam and help my brothers and sisters over there using my medical degree, which would be really, really awesome and amazing. And I would really, really cherish that moment. Hmm. All right. Well, what are your plans for um, the next year? Because I guess we discussed your long-term plans, but what are your plans for, um, you know, now until next June? Right. So I'm currently a junior going into my uh, senior year. So mm-hmm. I've been looking at a couple of uh, combined med programs um, in the area. So like Hofstra University has a four plus four BSND program. Um, Stony Brook has one as well. Uh, CCNY has one at, uh, with the Sophie Davis program. Um, and so, yeah, I'm looking forward. I'm looking at those programs specifically mm-hmm. um, because I really know that I want to pursue the medical uh, studies in the future. Um, and then I'm also applying to a couple of strong four-year schools, uh, just in case if I don't get into those really competitive programs. Um, so I'm looking at Johns Hopkins, uh, Northeastern. Uh, I think, I'm, yeah, I'm looking at UPenn as well in mm-hmm. Philadelphia. So I'm looking at those type of schools so that way um, I can have a really good experience just in case if I don't get into a combined medical program. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now. Right. Uh, College essays in first app, <laughs> which is really my really favorite. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. Right. Okay. So I guess uh, you're probably going to be starting your essay soon. Uh, yes. Because yes. you have you probably have some time on your hands to just like sit and Sometimes. think and brainstorm. Yeah. Yes, I was thinking about writing about the project actually, um, mm-hmm. EP for TZ, because one of the questions in the common app was like. Um, like describe a moment of self-growth um, or personal growth. And I was going to write about um, how I did this project PPE for TZ during lockdown. And uh, I was able, you know, I saw a period of self-growth that whenever I see a problem, instead of just talking about it um, and saying that, oh, there's a need, I actually go and do something. Right. Right? It's really important to take initiative um, and to make sure that those people who, you know, you see need the support, you're there to help them. So. Um, that's what I'm looking at right now. By the way, for people who are lucky enough not to know what the Common App is, uh, it's like the platform that uh, people used to apply to undergrad programs. So yeah, that's what it is. 
Um, oh, so I guess <laughs> our last, because we were mentioning the Common App, you know, and I was thinking, what about all the people who don't know what it is? So yeah. Oh, yeah so yeah. now you know, Riza is working on his college application. Um, <laughs> so I, I guess our last question, we have five more minutes. Um, and by the way, feel free to ask any questions uh, for our guest if you have any. What is your advice for other teenagers? Um, so my advice for teenagers going down the line is, um, I would say there's a multitude of online programs uh, and classes for high school students online. Uh, in fact, there's a link actually uh, where there are a ton of online resources. Uh, it's called ycnavigator.com. And now more than ever, you can also look at that. Uh, there, there are so many online classes um, mm-hmm. such as like Ivy League school classes. I know I did one. Uh, yeah, I know Harvard really has free online things. Yeah, any yeah. Ivy League school actually has one. Like Harvard has one. I know Yale had a class as well. Um, UPenn had a class as well on that website. And so it's really, really good. And I, I really recommend those high school students who have a lot of free time on their hands currently. I know a lot of us do. Uh, check out that website. You know, maybe you find some type of inspiration. Could you just say the website name again, just so people can yes, get it done? It's called, yeah, it's ycnavigator.com. So Y is in yellow, Thanks. C as Charlie, navigator.com. Um, and then in addition to that, I would say more than ever, it's a perfect opportunity to reach out to your teachers and guidance counselors for support. Um, mm-hmm. Let's say if you need any advice as well. Um, and think about it before the pandemic and you know lockdown we as high school students we didn't really have that much time i know like for an example um you know my schedule right my schedule was i would wake up at you know 7:15 in the morning and go to school uh and then after that i would have to go to my um dramatic arts rehearsal um whatever show we may be doing um mm-hmm. then i would go to work uh i was a, i'm a tutor at kumon so I would do that. Right. Uh, and then after that, I would have soccer practice. Uh, so I wouldn't come home until like nine o'clock. And wow. I still have and then homework. Exactly. <laughs> so I still have to, you know, shower, eat dinner, do homework. So I would probably be done at like 11, 30, 12 o'clock. And I have to be up by like 630 the next day. So as a high school student, I was extremely, extremely jam packed. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, now that most of our extracurricular activities are canceled, I would really, really recommend recommend um using your time wisely right now and taking advantage of those free programs um it's like my mom always says if your schedule isn't filled fill it <laughs> i think that great quote in one of my uh, projects actually that i had to do um, which you did when, you filled your schedule exactly and i filled yeah. my schedule mm-hmm. uh and you know maybe if you're confused about your future career plans um maybe you find something that you, you want to study i know that we have so many community members in our own New York Jamaat that are ready to be members for us and they're ready to be mentors for us. And, you know, so for an example, um, I found my interest in medicine. And so I reached out to brother Jawad Sharif, who mm-hmm. is here in New York, and he was able to have me in his lab in Stony Brook for the summer. Unfortunately, it got canceled, but he's looking to add me virtually. Um, so I'm really excited for it to, you know, try to be a part of something that, you know, research advancing the medical field Mm -hmm. um so if you're really confused about you know career plans maybe you find your inspiration and you can reach out to those community members who are ready to be your mentors for you in any field um 
And, you know, if you're done with all of your schoolwork and you're looking for something to do, I highly suggest you check out those websites and mm-hmm. reach out to our community members because I know that, you know, Brother Jawad Chief was ready for me to, uh, to be a mentor for me. So I'm sure anybody that you ask would be more than happy to share their knowledge with an up-and-coming youth from your community, from our community. I agree. And Rizzo, you just gave us the perfect opportunity to do some self-promotion. So Brother oh. Jawad is actually the, <laughs> the head of Mentor, And what we're working on over the summer is a um, global Shia professional directory. Um, so for people who have an Emoja account or um, don't have one yet, um, in the next few weeks, when you go to create your Emoja account, um, we would really like it if you would opt in to be part of the Global Professional Shia Directory, if you're a professional, because um, it's a way that uh, mentors can connect with uh, students and uh, young professionals. And just like Riza said, um, it's essential, you know, for everyone to have a mentor um, and to have someone who pushes them to um, actualize their interests. So, yeah, uh, thank you, Riza, for that opportunity. And um, Thanks for your advice and uh, yes. thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. I'm really happy to be a part of this program. I think it's really awesome what you mentor and the Umoja Outreach Foundation is doing, especially during this lockdown. So uh, I'm really, I was really happy to be a part of it and I'm looking forward to the next you um, mentor as well and being a part of it if you guys need me to be. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're always looking for teenage panelists. Um, If you're interested in being a panelist, feel free to message Umoja Outreach on Instagram or contact anyone on the Umoja team. Um, And we're also obviously uh, looking for professional panelists, uh, people who are professionals. If you're interested in being one of those panelists, um, you can go to the website and sign up there. Um, uh, Thanks for joining us for today's show. And join us for our next show next week at 3 p.m. on YouTube Live.